Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. You know, I've called it Your Time because it's a few minutes out to reflect and to think um, and a little bit of me time almost. And particularly so this week, because I can't believe we're into December and Christmas is only a few short weeks away. And this week's episode is a series of questions that I view as a way of wrapping up the year. This is something that I've done for many years myself. And in fact, recently I only came across uh, a file I wrote with these questions in it back in 2010 and how I answered it. And that's what 10 years ago now, which is hard to believe. But I do think it's nice to take some time out at this time of the year. That's often what Christmas is when you think about it. So this week's episode, I have 20 what I would label powerful questions that have the themes of learning and gratitude and completion running through them. And reflecting on these questions, as I say, has become a ritual for me at this time of the year. It, they're also a great antidote to the stresses and franticness that can often characterise the run up to Christmas. So my invitation for you is if you're able to uh, grab a pen and paper, maybe a cup of something warming um, and, you know, for these 15, 20 minutes, reflect on these questions and how you might answer them. I'll share some of my answers to them as we go. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast in the car or if you're out walking, well, then you can answer them mentally as well. So I hope you find it useful. In my work as a coach, I view questions as the tools of my trade because we're all the experts on being ourselves. No one knows you better than you know you, but a, a good question can lead you to a good answer. And I view these 20 questions as little keys for unlocking your own wisdom as we look back on the, the last 12 months. Don't worry about capturing these questions because if you want to get the actual questions themselves, you can get them through my website. Uh, there will be an article on my blog where they will be repeated so you can easily get them again if you're looking to cut and paste into your own Word document, as it were. So let's get stuck in. The first question, what were your top three decisions of 2019. I often think we make decisions every day, some big, some small, but then some have ripple effects, some have consequences. When I think back on that question myself, many things come to mind. Just a few off the top of my head was a few days that we took down, myself and Brian took down the country in February. We hadn't had a break in what seemed like a while and we had a bereavement over Christmas, so it didn't give us the, the usual break that we'd normally have. So spur of the moment, we arranged to go down the country for a few days in February. And that was a, that was a really good decision looking back on it. Something else that comes to mind for me is um, uh, partnering with Philip uh, Twyford of the Curly Marketeer, who assists with this podcast production and who assists with my social media as well. And that was a really good decision on my part because it brought great synergy to my business and it also allows me to focus on where my areas of expertise are. And of course, Philip has his areas of expertise, which complement mine nicely, I think. Uh, I'm sure there's many other decisions that come to mind for me, but they're, they're certainly two of the top three. Uh, so question one, what were your top three decisions of 2019? Question two, looking back over 2019, what achievements are you most proud of? So oftentimes we're moving forward and we're ticking items off a to-do list. But if we look back and we think of achievements, what would come to mind for you? Interestingly for me, perhaps top of my list are the, the medical challenges that I've had this year. And just getting through them uh, has been a big achievement for me. 
I remember being with the with my own GP recently and he said to me, you know, James, you're doing really well. And that brought sort of a lump to my throat because you can be so focused on just getting things done and moving through it that we don't acknowledge you know, the path that we have walked, as it were. Uh, from the sublime to the ridiculous, although something else that I'm very proud of when I look back over the year is the various things that I've baked. Uh, those of you who may not know me uh, know that I uh, bake probably most weeks. I find it really relaxing. I find it a use of creativity as well. And of course, I have a, a sweet tooth, which uh, maybe is not such a good thing. Um, and I'm particularly proud in the last few weeks of baking two Christmas cakes. They've yet to be decorated. Um, so proud of them. In fact, I posted some of them up on Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you get you get clues of my home baking up there as well. So that's question two. When you look back over to 2019, what achievements are you most proud of? Uh, question three, what are you most happy about completing in 2019? Completing, finishing, ending. Um, the thing that comes to mind for me, and it's almost there, and it's a real big milestone for me. Um, I've spoken about it before, so it probably won't come as a surprise, but I've been dealing with cancer for the last little while. Uh, nothing serious. It's all being dealt with. I'm in the system, etc., etc. It was caught early, um, but I'm currently... Uh, on week five of a chemo treatment for bladder cancer. So I've one more to go. I have six in total. And when that's done, there will be a big tick beside it. And that's what I will be most happy about completing in 2019. Question four, uh, what 10 things are you most grateful for in 2019? Uh, so that one requires a little bit more reflection. For those of you who listen in every week, you'll remember that two weeks ago on episode 34, the whole episode was devoted to gratitude to coincide with the with the holiday of Thanksgiving. If you've not listened to that one, it's a good one. And uh, there's six different strategies in it for cultivating an attitude of gratitude and um, being able to sort of lean into gratitude a little more. Um, so here I often think from um, a reflection on the year. There will be so many things that we can be grateful for and we shouldn't lose sight of it. Question number five is, with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done differently in 2019? The word differently, I think, is important because we can view it as a, as a learning as opposed to beating ourselves up. Uh, one of the things that I think I would have done differently when I look back on 2019 is to have ring-fenced some more time off for myself, particularly around the medical challenges, where I did take my foot off the pedal, but maybe I just should have taken it off the pedal completely. And um, that's perhaps one thing that I would have done differently. Something else that I would have done differently, or maybe just sooner, is I started to seek some help myself with a counsellor recently, again for the medical stuff, and did some research, and I've got a really good lady. Uh, exceptionally beneficial and I possibly would have reached out to her just that little bit sooner that's perhaps something that I would have done differently oftentimes I find when we view things through a lens of what, what I have done differently or, or learning opportunities they're usually a combination of being slightly more gentle with ourselves or maybe more gentle or compassionate towards someone else as well that's one of the themes that I've often found there and in fact that's often one of the wider themes with this year-end review when I look back over the last 10 or 12 years of contemplating these questions the biggest theme on them is uh, showing myself more self-compassion so question six what word or phrase best sums up the last 12 months for you um, for me, what comes to mind is something like, well, challenging, but I'm still standing. 
Um, that would be my my phrase for the last twelve months. What might it be? Uh, what might it be for you? Uh, question seven. Uh, what was the greatest lesson you learned in two thousand and nineteen? So I think we learn things all the time if we stay open and stay curious. But if you were to think back over the last twelve months, what was your greatest learning? Your greatest gift of of wisdom? For me, there's been a few, but one of the standout ones would be any challenges that I'm facing are an invitation to grow, which I sort of knew anyway, but perhaps I just got at a deeper level or I embodied it a little more. And furthermore, also the thinking that I have to grow or expand or find a new way of thinking or dealing with things to move beyond the challenges. And when I get that learning, the the purpose of the challenge diminishes um, or, or goes away. So that was it for me. You know, challenges are an invitation to grow, but I sort of have to grow to move beyond them was something else that I picked up. And that have to grow maybe sounds a little bit harsh, but it's it's accepting the invitation for growth. That's how I would view it. So where are we at? Uh, question eight, what was your biggest piece of unfinished business in 2019? Well, as it currently stands, this is unfinished, but the but the end is in, is in sight. I mentioned earlier that my family had a bereavement last Christmas and it was an uncle of mine who died and... Um, I inherited the house, which I knew was coming my way. And of course, a big tax bill comes with it too. Uh, we thought we had it sold in the summer, but the sale fell through. Um, but it does look now as if we're almost at completion of this sale. And whilst it's always hard to say goodbye to a property and the history and the memories that go with it, and it would be nice to be able to close that chapter by the end of this year. So I'm hoping by the end of December that that will be my 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 completed business. But currently it is unfinished business. Uh, question number nine. What was the biggest risk you took in 2019? Now, that's a question I always struggle with because I don't think I take too many risks. Maybe if I was to think of it, it was the risk of of starting a podcast uh, back in May. Would anyone ever tune into it? Um, that might have been a risk, but it was a very calculated risk at the same time. Um, for me, risk goes hand in hand with um, you know, curiosity, fun, adventure. And it's interesting because every year that's a question that I struggle to answer because maybe I simply just don't take as many risks as I could or should. Uh, question number 10. What was the biggest positive surprise for you in 2019? I phrase that one purposely, positive surprises, because we can have some nasty ones as well. But what was the biggest positive surprise for you in 2019? The one that comes to mind really for me is a very recent one. Um, many of you know that my annual flagship workshop is taking place in the Westbury Hotel at the end of January. And it was the Westbury who reminded me that, you know, I've done business with them for several years. And in addition to the normal uh, catering, they wanted to offer um, a glass of bubbly, a glass of champagne for all the guests arriving at SOAR this year coming. And I just thought that was a lovely surprise. You know, I didn't ask for it. I, it was it was it really came out of the blue. I presume in the bigger scheme of things, it doesn't cost them a huge amount. Um, but for me, that was a lovely positive surprise. So that's what I'm going with on that one. What might be the biggest positive surprise for you in 2019? So that's us. We're at the halfway point. That was question 10. So we're on to question 11. Question 11 is, when or where were you most yourself in 2019? It's interesting because every year my gut response to this question is nearly the same. We go down the country the first week in June. 
we take a house, we bring the dog with us, we throw everything into the car and off we go. And I often find that that week in Kerry in June, because we're in familiar surroundings, we don't have the hassle of flights and, you know, traveling abroad. I often find that that's what I respond to or that's when I feel most myself, most relaxed, perhaps. Um, something else that always comes to mind for me and for some people they say oh James how could this be the answer because I'd be terrified if I'm in front of groups but I often feel most myself when I'm speaking to a group when maybe there's a good synergy in the room we're speaking on a topic I really enjoy and I can see the response to it um, and that's when I often feel myself as well which again, might sound a bit odd but it lets me know I'm in the right place at the right time. And um, I had that with a, with a recent event with Image Magazine. I certainly have it every year um, with my workshop, uh, SOAR. Um, of course, many of you I know have already bought tickets for it. They've been selling fast. I think we're over 35% sold already, and it's, what, six weeks away. The, uh, it's on on the 30th of January, a Thursday evening, in the Westbury Hotel in the Grafton Suite there. Uh, the early bird tickets are still available this side of Christmas at 55 euro plus fees, available through my website, jamesweekman.com, or through Eventbrite as well. So that question again, when or where were you most, most yourself in 2019? Yeah, question 12, what did you begin in 2019 that might endure? So what did you start that you might keep going? Well, my gut response to that one is the podcast. Uh, last year, my response to it was yoga classes because I started yoga, uh, loved it, and that has endured. I've had to skip a few this year, but it has endured. Uh, what would endure for you? Question 13. What three people had the greatest influence on you in 2019? The one that comes to mind for me, and I know there's several people, but the one that comes to mind for me uh, is lovely lady Anne. She is the nurse that looks after me when I'm in hospital at this time for my treatments. So I see her every Thursday morning at half nine. Uh, great smile, great compassion, uh, great hug. Um, and it's bizarre, I'll sort of miss her when the treatments are over. Um, but she's been a lovely person and she's had a big impact on my life in, um, in 2019. Uh, question 14, what did you do inconsistently well in 2019? So that question has a bit of a twist in it. What did you do, but maybe you didn't do it that often, or if you did it a little bit more frequently, it would have been beneficial. You were a bit stop-start with it, maybe. What did you do inconsistently well in 2019? For many years, my response to that was meditation, because that would be a little bit of a hit and miss. But this year, I have used Insight Timer. I've mentioned it many times before, an app, a meditation app, that has really helped with my meditation practice and the and the, the regularity of it. It's now an embedded part of my morning routine. So how would I respond to that one this year? What did I do inconsistently well? I think for me, it's taking time out and switching off. I do it, I'm getting better at it, but it is something that I do inconsistently well, I have to say. The phone is probably a little bit too close to my hand nearly all the time, uh, too easy for me to check emails or check social media. And that's something that I that I'm aiming to just get a little bit better at. So how would you respond to it? What did you do inconsistently well in 2019? Question 15 is, what was your most memorable experience of 2019? Uh, for me, when I look back on it, some of the more memorable ones were medical-related ones, which were not the most pleasant ones. But if I look at it through a, through a positive lens, 
my most memorable experience of 2019. Gosh, that's a tricky one to think of. One thing that comes to mind, and it's a place I'd always wanted to go to, and I was fortunate to go there for my birthday, which coincides with, with our wedding anniversary, our, our first year wedding anniversary, and we had a voucher, which was great, was for the restaurant Chapter One, which I had heard many things about, and it was a it was a fantastic experience, I have to say. So that would be a memorable experience for me in 2019. Question 16 is what brought you the most joy in 2019? It's interesting on this one, when I think of what brings me the most joy, it's nearly always the same things. My sense of family, um, being at home, you know, I love my home. Um, I love my books as well. They always bring me joy. On that topic, uh, those of you who are book lovers, make sure you've tuned in to last week's episode where I take you through all the books I read in 2019 and, and many of my reviews of them. Um, um, which I thoroughly enjoy doing, I have to say, that podcast. So my books always bring me joy as well. Question 17. What did you avoid in 2019 that perhaps you shouldn't have avoided? Now, that's a question that maybe hits us between the eyes. It's always that stuff we put maybe on the long finger and then it's like brought into the next year and we've just never dealt with it. Maybe it's something that you could tackle, you know, in the last few days, the closing days of 2019. What did you avoid in 2019 that perhaps you shouldn't have avoided? I don't know how I would answer that question. It's one that requires a little bit more thinking. Nothing comes to mind off the top of my head because I tend to operate from a place of, of no regrets. Sometimes there's things that maybe I would certainly have done differently. Um, but I don't think there was anything that I that I avoided. Sometimes it's conversations that we can put off having with people. It might stimulate something for you. Question 18. What did you what do you need to do or say to complete 2019? Uh, for me, there's always an element of gratitude with that. It's so like thank you. Um, but this year there's also an element of goodbye with it because there's certain medical challenges that I do not want to bring with me into 2020. So I want to say goodbye to them in 2019. That would be top of my list. Uh, question 19. We're almost there. What advice would you like to give to yourself going into 2020? I often think we can be very good at giving advice to other people, but let's give a little bit of advice to ourselves on this one. Um, again, this for me is related to a, a recent, I suppose, life lesson that I that I gained. Um, you know, so the advice I would give to me, or if I was writing a letter to me at the end of the year, it's it's a reminder of something that I sort of know, but I I forget too frequently, and it's like you know, James, you are loved. You're loved more than you know, and to let that love in and to drop the defences, as it were. Um, that's probably the overriding piece of advice I would give to myself. Maybe a close second with that is, you know, James, you're doing, you're doing fairly well. Um, uh, there has been challenges this year. Um, I can beat myself up over the things maybe I didn't do uh, because of that. But, you know, I'm still doing fairly well. So they're the two pieces of advice that I would give to myself um, at the close of the year. So the final question, question 20, what word or phrase would you like to have as your theme for 2020? Well, I think my one for that follows on the, the last question, the advice I would give myself. It was interesting, I came across a, a quote recently on the television of all places, and I checked out the source of it. Who It's an American writer and speaker, I believe, Linda Hogan. And she said, you are the result of the love of thousands. So for me, it's always related to love and self-compassion. 
So if my advice to myself was, you know, you're loved, you're loved more than you know, I think something like that has to be my theme for 2020. Um, next year is also a milestone year for me because I'll be turning 50. So in one, on, on, from, from one place, I'd sort of say, well, bring it on. That's, that's maybe a nice theme to have. But I think it's something more to do with ease and gentleness, you know, maybe less doing and more being. There's a question as well that I have found really helpful recently, and I want to make sure I bring this question into 2020 for myself as well. So it's how would you be different if you didn't have to strive to prove your worthiness all the time? So maybe worthy is a nice word or phrase to have for 2020 as well. Don't need to prove it, maybe just we are it. So I hope those 20 questions have been uh, stimulating your own thoughts and insights and reflections. Um, as I say, there are questions that I have turned to at this time of the year for the last 10 or 12 years. Sometimes it's the same sort of things I'm noting, particularly around things that have brought me joy or maybe some of the, the risks I haven't taken. Uh, but then others are a way of tracking our own progress as well. And, you know, it's also useful to do it maybe with a group of close friends as well, because it'll always lead to interesting discussion. So we're almost at the end of the year. Next week's episode, I'm going to focus on mindfulness around Christmas. But I hope you found this week's episode of benefit and maybe thought um, evoking, if nothing else. So more information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my website, jamesweetman.com. And as I say, if you want those actual questions, if you want a tangible copy of them, be sure to check out my blog because they'll be available there as well. So thanks again for tuning in and until next time.